Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to You Come First with me, Megan Barton Hansen. You may know me from the 2018 series of Love Island. Since before Love Island, I've always had a passion for women's rights and interests. So I'm here to tell you everything you need to know when it comes to putting yourself first, whether that be in a relationship, in the bedroom, your career or your mental health. I've called in friends from around the world for an intimate, unfiltered conversation that will change your life forever. The reason I started this podcast is because since I've used my platform to speak so openly, I've had so many of you contact me on social media and even stop me in the street asking me to do a podcast. So now we really can get down and dirty and discuss the most important things that just aren't talked about enough. Expect lots of laughter, a few tears and for the penny to finally drop as we discuss the most taboo and private topics, helping you focus on the fact that you come first. I'm beyond excited to introduce you to today's guest, Amelia de Moldenberg, creator of Chicken Shop Dates, the hilarious interview platform on YouTube where international rap and grime artists date Amelia, who cracks us up with her awkward chat and deadpan sarcasm. There's rumours that Drake's going to be her next date, and I've got everything crossed that this is true. She's building an empire on YouTube, one upload at a time. Since Chicken Shop, she started her current affairs YouTube series, Who Cares, in collaboration with Dave, where she covers topics such as billionaires and cancel culture. A cooking show where she cooks with famous celebrities who are awful at cooking. And a personal favourite is Fake News, which is where she interviews different footballers each episode. And this is a particular favourite of mine because I feel like footballers usually have women laughing at their shit jokes, hanging off their every word. So to see them really squirm with Amelia's deadpan chat is priceless. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for asking me. I've been loving watching all your videos. Oh, So good. You're yeah. so funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I've been seeing you comment. I feel like I remember when the first time you commented and I was like, oh my God, it's Megan. And she watches my stuff. So yeah, I'm a fan of you as well. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. How did Chicken Shop Dates start? Like, had you always had the idea? Because it wasn't like something you got paid to do, was it? It was all like yourself, mm-hmm. you come up with a concept and stuff. So how did it come about? Yeah, exactly that. So when I was about 16, um, in sixth form, I started going to this after school club um, in northwest London near um, where I'm from. And we made a magazine. That was kind of the point of going. 
and everyone there was really into UK rap and grime and I was like into Katy Perry and like pop music and like McFly and so that was kind of like my way into that that kind of genre of music and I always wanted to be editor of Vogue that was like my ambition like as a child which is why I joined the magazine because it it was like a passion of mine to you know work in the magazine industry but this obviously wasn't like a fashion (laughs) a fashion magazine it was like mainly music so yeah I kind of like got into it in that that way and then you were just allowed to do whatever you wanted and everyone was so creative and had so many like fun ideas you could just let like literally do whatever you wanted so I sort of thought I'd love to interview some of these musicians that everyone is going on about and everyone's a fan of and then thought that a date would be a good way to do an interview I also had never been on a date so I wanted to go on a date and then um someone in someone in the group was like oh you should go on a date where you would never usually go on a date to make it funny so yeah then we just chose chicken a chicken shop because it's not really the number one date spot apart from for me so yeah and then it was just like a, a written up column in the magazine so I would go there with a friend and they would take photos and um it would just be like friends of friends who had a mixtape coming out or like a friend of the magazine and then it just kind of grew from there and it was only in my first year of uni so maybe like two years after doing the magazine where I thought okay let's make it into a YouTube series because it's really funny in person or like it's really awkward in person I think it would work well so yeah it's been like nearly like a 10 year journey of the whole thing so amazing a while yeah and was you getting like loads of views straight away on a YouTube? Oh, oh no, absolutely not. I was getting, well, I was getting, I think I remember the first episode was with Gets, And I think I remember it getting about a thousand views over two weeks, mm. which isn't bad, obviously. Um, and there's loads of like YouTube videos that have like one view. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I get a thousand views in like a minute now. So it's, it's mad. just mad. Yeah, so so that was... But I was really happy with that, all, uh, like, considering, because I had no, like, preconceived ideas of how this this show would come across or if people would like it. My friends really loved the column, and, like, I used to get a few people come and say that if I met them and spoke to them about what I do, they'd be like, oh, I think I've seen that, I, like, really like it. But that was just a handful of people. So I really had no idea what what it would be like. And now everybody knows you. It must be so surreal. Well, not everyone. I feel like uh, people who are into probably grime and rap and then maybe... I'm hoping more people now, that's my, like, goal is to just be... kind of expand my audience and, you know, get a bigger platform. But, yeah, I definitely get recognised a lot now, um, which maybe only started happening over the last year, where, like, every time I leave the house now, oh, someone will come up to me. Which is amazing. Um, Do they address you as Amelia or Chicken Shop Girl? Chicken Girl, Chicken, <laughs> Chicken Lady. More and more now people say Amelia, but I still get a lot of... Oh my God, it's a Chicken co- chicken Shop Girl. A girl actually... Um, yeah, there's always funny things like that happened. Um, Do you ever get annoyed? That... Are you like, my name's Amelia, or you're just like... Yeah, I, I mean, it's half and half. I feel like part of me is just I've got a good sense of humour so I I just don't take things like I take it as a joke a lot of the time 
but it's also kind of annoying, I guess, because, you know, you want someone to know your name and not just call you chicken. Yeah, Um, and I guess (laughs) it's like a part of your personality, do you know what I mean? Like, that's you, and that's obviously how you got your name out there, doing the chicken shop thing, but now you're doing, like, so much more, and you're doing the football thing, which I love. Yeah. Because personally, for me, I feel like every girl just, like, swoons over a footballer, and then you're just there, like, taking no shit, giving them nothing. (laughs) Yeah, oh, my God. I love that show so much, Fake News, with ProDirect, like, and I'm hoping to do quite a few more episodes but yeah I remember when I first interviewed um footballers it was for this like lie detector test for a branded thing with right guard that I did and I lit like, the first episode was at Jesse Lingard's house like we filmed it we went to his house and we went there and I'd never met a footballer before and had to interview them in this really like strict format of that them being put under like a lie detector and and thinking it was real it wasn't real um and um and yeah so it was mad but from that moment I was like wow footballers are so brilliant to interview especially with my tone because as you said like people swoon over them and they've got such like a you know a built-up image they're put on a pedestal so it is really amazing to go there and just try and like take them down a peg or two or um, freak them out I'm so here for it. I love it. Like, just the way you're just so, like, deadpan and, like, give them nothing when usually girls must be like, oh, my God, I love it, or just laugh at their jokes that aren't funny. What about the Jesse Lingard thing where he didn't even know what a pickled egg was? Oh, my God, yeah. And he was calling it a tag for ages. He was like, it's a tag. And I was like, you are too much. I think he's hilarious. He's so, so funny. So jokes. Yeah. And I love your who cares um, thing as well. I think that's so good because it's like the right balance. Like I'll watch it for people's like funny responses when they're not even trying mm. to be funny. But it's also so yeah. educational, like with all the facts and everything. I love it. I'm addicted to that. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. That means so much because we were, I worked so hard on that, running it through my own production company, which I kind of... but. With Chicken Shop Day and my cooking show, that's just run... I produce those with my team. Um, and so with Who Cares, that's also run through my team. But it was a bit different because this, was, this wasn't this was wasn't for my own channel. It was for Dave. And um, I'm working with their all the commissioners there. And they're used to obviously doing TV and making TV shows. So it was a learning curve for them as well, making stuff for online. Mm. Um, and it was also just... Le- a massive learning for me to be on big zooms with like 15 people with all the different departments of the channel and like um you know doing doing everything and and yeah and I love that you thought it was educational and funny because that's that's what I wanted to make I think with everything that I do I want it to be funny but also interesting in some way um even chicken shop date yeah <laughs> yeah it's so good do you ever get nervous when you interview certain people like obviously when you first started out the column you didn't know much about grime but do you love grime music now and do you get a bit like I don't know intimidated yeah. when you meet some really famous people well I feel like yeah so with, with nerves first of all I get nervous for basically everything and that's something that I'm trying to just get a hold on because it's definitely just um overthinking and also maybe I feel like it's part of my process that I have to get nervous before something when I don't actually think that's true like I think I could get rid of the nerves and it would be fine but I've kind of tricked myself into thinking if I'm not nervous then I'm not going to do a good job but that's just my own internal dialogue I need to figure that out but um (laughs) but yeah I get I get nervous for everything because I feel like I 
I want to do a good job and I also have to do loads of research before and I go over my questions loads because I'm not one of those people who can just go into an interview and like not have any questions prepared or just be like oh I'm just I I get interviewed by a lot of people now who who don't come with questions and I'm always so impressed because I'm just like wait what so you're just like thinking on the spot of like what of chatting but I think that's my awkward nature is just I'm not like a bubbly chatty person really when I'm working it's more like I need to be fully prepared so I think that's why I get a bit nervous but in terms of like when I actually get there the nerves go away and I just feel like I'm in the zone and I'm just gonna you know do this so that's quite good in in a sense and obviously now I've been doing chicken shop date for so long that the nerves are really not as much as they used to be and um bringing on more of a production team and hiring my my own producer has actually taken the nerves away a lot because as I said before I produce all the things myself so I'm before um before I go to film a chicken shop day I'm not just worrying about my performance I'm also worrying about like the location being open um the crew getting there on time and uh the chicken shop guy like you know knowing what's going on and opening the door for us and now that I've got a producer that kind of weight is lifted so the nerves have actually lift like gone away so much which is so great but I think you know everything's a learning experience I didn't realize for years that I needed to hire someone to do that (laughs) and it would be worth the money and like would would make things so much better for me um but yeah and then in terms of the music yeah as I said I got into it you know when I was like in sixth form through going to this magazine through the cut and then yeah I've been a fan ever since and I think the success of Chicken Shop Day is partly from, you know, choosing the right artists at the right time. And obviously you don't always get it right in terms of who's going to blow up. But, you know, getting AJ Tracy, Dave, you know, on before they were huge. I feel like you've got to be listening to the music and you've got to have like your ear to the ground in that in that sense to know who's going to be the next heady one or whatever. Yeah. So do you remember your first guest was that Getz, did you say? Yeah, Getz was the first guest. And yeah, it was just kind of fluke that he did it because his manager was like friends with the magazine and so she was, or his publicist, sorry. So with the magazine I went to, it was quite established in the sense that it was made by young people, but it was something that I think a lot of people wanted to be involved in because it was kind of like giving back in the, in the sense, like something made by young people. Um, so a lot, we did get quite good access to... Um, artists and the publicist was a fan of the magazine and had read the columns and and reached out and said I'm working with Getz um can he be on chicken shop date and I was like oh yeah definitely I actually want to do them filmed for the first time do you think he'd do it filmed and she was like I'll ask him and he just said yeah sure (laughs) so I just think he's just he's just up for it and um I was also at a time when grime and rap hasn't hadn't had its like renaissance it hadn't like you know become super mainstream as it is now Mm. so I think it was also easier to get certain artists yeah you must have been so nervous for that though like your first proper like big name being filmed everything and like you I'm an overthinker so I can't imagine how like on edge you would have been (laughs) but you went through every scenario in your head Oh, absolutely. And I always feel like I'm always want it kind of to be over. 
like I'm always like I just want it to be over so that I've got it in the can you know I just part of me like obviously really enjoys I love filming um the episodes but there's that part of me that's like I can't wait until we finish filming and it's like done so it's like wrapped and we've got we've got the episode and I can just relax when I'm in the edit Mm. um because so many things go not go wrong but as in so many people drop not so many people but you know people drop out Mm -hmm. um things you think something something's going to happen it doesn't like as you know as well like with organizing the podcast like you can also be hounding people for so long to come on the show if they give they've given you a you know a glimpse of like yeah I'd love to come on and then like you're just okay from that day on I'm emailing you every every week so it's a big process and yeah the nerves never go away but I do think it's a good thing to be a bit nervous because then it means you care and yeah you're invested yeah I could definitely control the nerves a bit more like there's sometimes I'm like so nervous it's just unnecessary so (laughs) (laughs) so your character is actually like a little bit how you are would you say it's a character or do you like turn up the awkwardness or like don't give them a response straight away to make them feel uncomfortable do you like turn it up a few notches of your natural self would you say definitely I feel like it's not like a, a character so far removed you know like um like Asim Chowdhury playing Tribuddy G for example that's like two two sep- completely separate things um whereas mine is like an exaggerated version of myself so as you said like turning up the awkwardness um knowing if I say certain things or um take the conversation in a certain way or be weird that it's going to make a more entertaining episode so I'm definitely conscious of that and I've grown into the character I think as I said it's been like nearly 10 years now from like the very beginning and I've grown up I'm like 27 now so I've become more confident um I've learned more about comedy and um tricks you can do and things and uh, learning from watching other people and writing and working on loads of different projects so I think when I watch old episodes I'm like oh I'm quite not not timid but like it's just different. It's just different to how I am now. And I think the confidence has grown and the characters evolved with with my own growing up, basically. Yeah, that's good. You can see how much you've grown. Would you say there's anyone you've taken like inspiration from? Because I feel like some of the awkwardness and awkward parts reminds me of like early Louis Farouk, you know, and he just mm. asks the most like savage questions, but he's so deadpan and just is like awkward with it that they they answer they're just backed in a corner of awkwardness so they answer (laughs) that's such a big compliment thank you he's like one of my idols so yeah I'll take that I'll take the Louis (laughs) through I feel like what would you mean like with the weird weekends like back in the day when he was that series when he was like a lot younger and um the subject matter was a lot more light-hearted and he was really funny and he is still funny but the the the, um, shows he does now are a lot more serious Mm. um, which I also love but yeah Louis Theroux is a massive inspiration for me Um, there's also a show called Between Two Ferns um, with Zach Kalifanakis who's in The The Hangover Mm. and he interviews like massive celebs like he's had Obama on it um, George Clooney, Brad Pitt um, I even think he might have had Hillary Clinton at one point, but he has huge, huge stars. And the whole point of the show is it's literally they're sat between two ferns, like two fern trees. <laughs> and he's so awkward and weird and gets them so freaked out 
and I love that and that's a that was a huge inspiration for me a lot of American chat shows actually big inspirations there's another comedian called Eric Andre and he's got the Eric Andre show which is like a wacky chat show um and then Pop World was a huge inspiration for me used to watch that growing up on T4 with Simon Amstel and Makita Oliver and all of their like really fun celebrity interviews um where they showed a different side to the pop star and that uh that was just a yeah a big inspiration for me too yeah that's why I love your interviews so much I feel like everyone you interview you just see a different side of them than you usually see I think when it's a normal interviewer people like know what to expect and they're kind of prepared but where you're just so different you just see completely different sides of these footballers and stuff even on the cooking show I love that when you're like deliberately oh, bad at cooking <laughs> and people yeah. are like what I the mean, hell's be, happening <laughs> to be fair I am actually horrendous at cooking so it's actually not that forced it's it's pretty accurate um <laughs> but yeah no that's I feel like I also watch so much content myself and I think when I started chicken shop day which was the first format I did um I really just didn't want it to be like you know the generic interview where you know the questions that are coming and and it's about like that um with a musician it's like their musical influences or or so on and so forth um just predictable I wanted to be asking weirder questions and yeah I just think the weirder I am and the more awkward I am um the more out of the their shell these guests come so um so that's the whole reason I do it really and and yeah I just don't want to be generic so um I'm glad that my sort of style and tone of voice comes through and people kind of can see that as being unique so good I'm in talks to do like my own like hosting of a thing for Vice and I feel like I'm (gasps) gonna be like you but like not intentionally I'm just awkward and stiff anyway but hopefully it'll bring people out of their shell to like give me the full picture (laughs) you'll be amazing at that yeah I've actually worked quite a lot with Vice and they're brilliant at um you know making like shows that are really stand out as being different and also they're really brilliant at choosing hosts so it's great that they chose you because it's usually people that you know are not your average presenter um Mm. and that's that's what is great about it well you're giving me hope I can get the best out of the people I interview with my awkwardness but I'm not even gonna need to have to turn it up a few notches like you it would just literally be me but who would? yeah well that's what you have to do just be you yeah who would you say would you want to get on the chicken shop dates or any of your interview platforms like the most? Because I heard rumours that Drake might be coming on. Can you tell us anything about this? Oh, yeah, I spoke about that recently um, on a YouTube podcast. Um, yeah, so basically he he DM'd me on my at my birthday party. It was like absolutely insane because I was getting loads of messages, obviously, people from being like, happy birthday, happy birthday. Then all of a sudden, I just see Champagne Pappy in my DMs. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous. He said, chicken shop date in Harrods, question mark. That was the, that was the message. And I literally screamed. I was like, what on earth? Um, like, dream come true, literally. And then I just replied, um, let me check my schedule. Because I thought he was me. And he thought that was really funny. But yeah, and then we were having a back and forth where we were arranging the date and everything. And I was like, can I speak to your PA, you know, and I'll arrange it through them or your team. And he was like, no, I 
I arranged things myself. And I was like, okay. Um, so he would like genuinely, like I was sending him the call sheet over DMs. He was meant to be coming for lo- to London for the Brit Awards just before the pandemic. And then anyway, he te- and then he messaged me when I chased him. Are we still on for like, I think it was like, are we still on for tomorrow? Or like, are we still on for, you know, two days time? And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. My trip's been cancelled. I'm not coming to London anymore. Oh my yeah, God. But, but yeah, I know what, what a roller coaster, but what, what a whirlwind. But he said he'll make it up to me. And I, I know someone he's, he's good friends with, my friend Tiffany Calver, who's a DJ. And she said that if he's, if he's going to do something, he does it. Like, she was like, he'll do it. If he said he's going to do it, he'll do it. So we we'll, need this content. Cross. I mean, I'd love for you to go Harrods, but even if not, we need to do a virtual one. I need this content in yeah, my life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It'd be amazing. We'll just set the chicken shop in Harrods. To be fair, we'd actually arranged... I said, can we do it in a real chicken shop? And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. <laughs> so, because I was like, the logistical nightmare of like trying to set up a chicken shop in Harrods. I was like, let's just do it. Let's be classic. Do it, go to a classic one. It'll be more iconic. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and t- so him, obviously Drake. But at the moment, like, I would love, because of obviously the Euros, would love to get Jack Grealish on. <gasps> He's very highly requested in the that DMs. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, Good. So, yeah, I would love to try and get him on, so I need to try and finesse it with his agent or something, get a contact and make it work. But I've met him before. We in- I interviewed him before. He was brilliant. So, so yeah, Hopefully. the girls are really wanting that to happen, so I want to make it happen for everyone. <laughs> and do you find, like, a lot of people just coming up in, like, the music scene or whatever reach out to you now? Because I feel like it's, like a staple to like make it if they've been on like the chicken shop dates they're like actually someone do you know what I mean (laughs) I mean that's the plan I hope that that's going forward that's what it is um but yeah no obviously yeah people reach out to me now and labels management publicists and yeah it's still like 
lots of those opportunities I say yes to but then obviously loads of them aren't right or um you know they just don't fit what I want from the show or like maybe they're not as well known at the moment because I feel like now I've got the show into a place where I can get bigger artists and I and also the fans expect that and want that Mm. so um I still have to be picky but I'm very picky like anyone is with who they date so yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love that um have you ever been disappointed by a guest but you don't have to say who but has there been anyone that's just give you nothing Mm. and you're really like oh I feel like sometimes people aren't maybe as charismatic as I thought they would be but then it's my job as the interviewer to get something good out of anyone uh doesn't matter what they give you like you have to come away from that hour you have with them or even less with something that's usable like and that's and if I haven't done that then I've not done my job rather than them be um crap so but I think that um but yeah I think with the show though with the formats that I do I'm quite lucky in the sense that people don't come to me for, like, a really insightful interview. They come for, like, just a bit of fun. And if it's awkward, then it kind of works in my favour. So in that sense, um, it's not as challenging as, you know, some people who have to interview celebs and get something um, deep from them (laughs) or whatever. um, So I've got that to my advantage. So, So, yeah. Yeah, true. I guess a lot of, like, interviewers are like, oh, the worst thing, it could be really awkward, there could be awkward silences, but for you, it's, like, the best thing. It makes them squirm exactly. into giving you the best answers. Yeah, I'm just basically trying to make it easy for myself. So if something goes completely wrong, then it's just part of the whole vibe. So yeah. it's actually great. <laughs> I would highly recommend to everyone. <laughs> Awkwardness for the win. Um, how yeah. do you handle your social media? Do you obviously it's like your job, but do you have like days where you take off and just chill with your friends, mm-hmm. or are you like glued to your phone? At the moment, I'm really glued to my phone, and and it's really bad. And especially now that I love TikTok, and it's just TikTok is just a hell hole of <laughs> getting sucked in. You're honestly, you're like, I'm just gonna watch. Someone sends you one TikTok, you're there for three hours. <laughs> Um, so I'm really bad at the moment, um, but I'm taking some time off in August where I'm hoping to just get out of this cycle of being on my phone the whole time and like read more. Cause in lockdown, I got really into reading and it made me feel so good. So I'd love to do that more. But in terms of social media, as anyone who likes social media as part of their job, like I take it really seriously in terms of being very self-conscious of what I post and mm. being like maybe too much sometimes like very specific in what I put on my feed and curate it very well maybe it doesn't look like I do and I think a lot of people it doesn't look like they do but I I do think if you want to be successful on Instagram or on social media you do have to take it into consideration so yeah I'm very particular with what I post um and also in terms of like branded work like very specific on what I'll say yes to and make sure that it fits with my tone of voice and that you know it's funny in some way or that it's awkward in the right way um that just it, that it makes sense for me so yeah I take it really seriously but I guess as you said it's part of the job so it's like how anyone takes their job seriously mm-hmm. um but yeah in terms of breaks I try and like 
put like take videos and photos but then like don't upload it straight away and I feel like that's quite good in terms of I find that makes me more relaxed so that I can then sit down and go through my photos and videos that I've posted that I've taken of the event or the day then I can just really make sure that they're exactly what I want to put out and that I also like putting things up all together so that it's kind of like the story goes back to back so it's like something for people to watch all in one go yeah um rather than bits so like in that way I do think about it and that makes me feel a bit like I'm you know, taking some time to think about it. But when I'm with my friends, I try not to be on my phone, obviously. Sometimes I find that my friends who are not... who completely different jobs are on their phones way more than me. So, so yeah, it's, it's, diff- it's it Just because you've got a social media kind of job, I don't, don't think it means that you're on your phone all the time. That's such a good idea because I sometimes panic. I'm like, oh my God, I'm the worst influencer. I'm not post enough. But it does take away from like the event or like the time that you're out with your friends. Feel like I have pressure to be like, oh my God, I need to post this. I need to show people what I'm doing. But doing it the way you do it, like take the pictures and sit down another day and then put it all as like a story that makes sense and flows. Because with me, I like start it and I like look all bougie, like at the beginning of the night, and then by the end, I'm like slurring everywhere, like slurring. Yeah, and then you forget to post, and then you're like, oh god, you wake up and you're like, what the hell? But then I also think that like people like you and other people um, who have that kind of who do that really does work as well for some some people that just fits with their personality that it's just more like you know posting on the go and like people really like that as well. So I I do think it just um whatever works everything whatever works for you and some people that really works well I got that advice from Kim Kardashian she didn't say that to me personally but I was watching (laughs) an interview with her and she said that that's what she does um so that she's more um actually like it present at things yeah that she just she won't upload until like the next day you know, people don't really care if it's, like, the next day or whatever. Yeah. And if it's not, like, an event that's been publicised, like, who's going to know, like, what day things happened? (laughs) Yeah, you're there in the fetal position with a terrible hangover and just posting this as if you're still there, (laughs) reliving it. (laughs) Exactly, and people are like, oh, wow, and you're just, like, vomiting in the toilet. (laughs) Did you ever get trolled on social media? Like, maybe at the beginning when people didn't really get, like, your whole character kind of thing, or have Mm. you never really had trolling at all? I've never really had trolling in the sense of like a pile on or like a lot of negative comments. I've had at the beginning when I first started on the YouTube comments, it would more be like, what the hell is this? Why is she so awkward? She, like, she's not hot. Like lo- lots of comments about my appearance, which I still get actually to now. But um, and it was just more like, what is what is this? I don't get it. The, the vibe was like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. So I think as time's gone on, people under, understanding it more and people are getting on board with the sense of humour. And then once they get on board with it, they really love it. So yeah. I think now I don't really have those comments on my YouTube. And on my YouTube is a really amazing place of like really positive comments. Before it was mainly about the guests, um, yeah. like comments about the guests. And now it's more like a lot about me, which is great. Because I think that's why also people don't didn't know my name and like call me chicken girl and stuff because I don't know I feel like it was so much more about the guest or that I hadn't made a name for myself so people didn't really know who I was and it was all the focus on the guest whereas now I think as I'm building my own name up the comments are about me and people are like 
invested in me um, just as much as the guest, but that just takes time. Um, and yeah, I think I was once trolled like in lockdown, but that was just by loads of bigots. So I didn't really care. Like it was like by loads of right wing people because I'd said something about white. I was talking about white privilege on a podcast. And so I basically ruffled the feathers of of like racists, which I don't care about. Yeah. So um, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas obviously like, um, so that's the only time and that that's happened. So, um, so yeah, but I know like that that happens a lot and especially like, you know, when you were, we were on Love Island and that must be so hard for like the influx of just negative comments from people who, who just have no idea what they're talking about. It's good you've had such a good experience and I guess I bet all them people that were like, oh, I don't get it, have now gone back and deleted all them comments now they're like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) Yeah, I feel really lucky in that sense. I also feel like, but it might be to do because my, the rise of Chicken Shop Day has been quite gradual Mm. and I think often what happens when you get trolled is probably because you're flung into the spotlight and you you become extremely famous or like very well known very quickly. And I think that's what trolls don't like. And that's just people's own insecurities coming out. And there's no reason why it should ever happen. But I think that's, that is a byproduct of like going viral, for example, um, or like being on a reality TV show. Whereas with me, I think I've got less of the hate comments because it's been more gradual. Mm. That's what my theory is. Um, But in terms of, like, um, comments about my appearance, like, what I get loads is, like, people debating... Well, not people, boys, um, debating whether I'm attractive. That's what I get the most, which sometimes gets me down, but it also doesn't at the same time because I just kind of see it as um, boys not understanding that, like someone who's funny a woman that's funny or that's like weird can also be hot or like attractive or that's not what's deemed to be attractive like in society so that's what I get the most which is kind of like a troll comment it's like people saying like backhanded compliments about what I look like yeah and it's like completely takes away from like the interview. That's not what you're, whether you like didn't even have a, say if you wasn't even shown, like your sense of humor and the way you hold yourself is like what, why we're watching this, why we love you on all of these things. It's not about like how you look. And as if that's got any relevance whatsoever to the interview. Do you I know also, what I mean? I read an yeah, interview also, where you was like, well, I know I'm fit anyway, so fuck what these people say, but it does get me <laughs> down sometimes. But it's just annoying that these people can, like, have their opinion and debate it on your platform. It's yeah, it's the debating thing. It's, like, it's just always... It's just, like, why is this, like, a discussion on whether, like, I'm good-looking or not? Um, and Or, like, another one is, like, oh, my God, I, I'm going to have to go to a psychiatric nurse because I think that you're hot. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I think you're good-looking? Like, it's that vibe, which I get so, so much. What the hell? Um, but I genuinely think it's just because, like, in society, there's, like, a a really clear beauty standard, which is often that, like, for women, it's that, like, being funny doesn't go hand in hand with being attractive. Mm. And I think that that's just part of society that needs to change. And, and I also think that I'm, like, in terms of... I'm, like, a, a white, blonde, small 
girl so like I still fit a beauty standard you know so yeah. it, it you know there's so many other people that are like that don't fit society's beauty standards so I'm like what the what kind of comments are you getting so yeah. it's, it's 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 it is wild but that's just boys and when I say boys I don't even mean like under 18 year olds I mean like grown men who like that mentality saying these things with boy mentality yeah but yeah so that's that's the my trolling experience um which is not really the same as what some people get but yeah but yeah that's just that and I, I do think it's a being a best part of being a woman like you know men do not get their their appearance critiqued um half as much as women do in in terms of like when you're doing a job like mine or or doing kind of any job I think that um your attractiveness if you're a woman is like a tick box and if you don't tick that box then it's like I don't know you've you've not met the standard or you know you you deserve to be criticized it's so backwards like you said I never really thought about until just then when you're like yeah you have to either pick like being funny and intelligent or pretty like you can't be both like what the hell that's so old-fashioned yeah and obviously like there's loads of amazing female comedians that are like you know doing so well and and like are breaking down those those boundaries but like you know there's still that whole stereotype of like girls aren't funny and that like and yeah that um guys want a girl that's just hot with with no sort of personality and and there's it's yeah that's just what it is isn't it (laughs) yeah I do think it's like a small minority and it's like the small minority though that do troll and it is hard to like unread it or unhear it once you've seen it like the same kind of with me and Love Island I was like portrayed as like the manny to the fit one the sexy one the ex-stripper and then I'll like walk around in town and like people be like oh my god she's not actually that fit in person is she and you're just like oh I don't know but it's like a small small percentage but yeah that's awful I'm really sorry to hear that and also I just think being on Love Island just does put you on such a platform it's crazy I'm like I'm watching it now actually and like yeah you just the the hate still carrying on even after everything but yeah it's true yeah. I also think that yeah you just have to have tough skin and and you just have to laugh at the sad little lives of these people <laughs> literally who's got time to make a account just to troll and hate it's I think they're the people yeah. who, like, need help. It's sad, really. I feel, in a way, I feel sorry. I mean, that's how I handle the trolling. Yes. but You yeah. have to. You have to just pity them. What would you say has been your biggest career lesson so far? Ooh, um, career lesson. I think it's that I don't have to do everything, that I can delegate things. I think... Not that I'm a control freak, because I feel like that's a negative term, but that I think maybe I've learned so much from, you know, giving jobs to other people or letting other people handle things so that my time can be better spent doing, you know, the creative or focusing on my performance. And I think for so long, I was just, I need to do everything. I need to do all the emails. Um, I need to be in every conversation. Um, da, 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 da. And actually, it was holding me back. And that there's so much you can get from, you know, um, putting your faith in people um, to work with you as a team. And just to, yeah, to think of myself as more of a team than um, than just me on my own. And that's also helped my mental health so much. And the 
because the feeling that you're the only one driving everything forward or that everything's on your shoulders that's a lot it's of just pressure. so stressful it, it feels like a weight you know literally a physical weight on you so I think my biggest lesson is just to be like letting go a bit letting yeah. go and and giving giving things to other people um but it's it's hard when you've started your thing on your own and it, you feel like it's your baby or whatever yeah, and, and you've um, built it off the ground all by yourself you must be so proud to get it like where you've got it and be as successful as you are when that's all your own idea definitely and that but I do but I think that the next step of of growing yourself is to let go and to find those people that can drive things forward with you um so yeah that's my biggest lesson and I'm still learning uh, it, I'm still learning so much in terms of that and in terms of letting go and building my team out and um, and trying to not uh, take everything on myself. Mm. And lastly, what advice would you give to any girls just starting out, whether that's like their own YouTube channel and they've got like a unique idea for a YouTube channel that they want to get like noticed and get the views up or if it's like starting out presenting or just interviewing and journalism, what would you say is your biggest like nuggets of advice? Nuggets of advice, I like that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that wasn't even intentional. It wasn't oh. Chicken nuggets of advice. Um, it, it would be um, my main nugget is that if you want to do like YouTube or you know um, put something out there yourself, whatever that is on whatever platform, find out what is unique to you, and that's a really hard task. So I would go for, from asking your friends because your friends are the best people to tell you like what is your like quirk mm. and they know that and they know um exactly like what makes you different and it's really difficult to know that with yourself sometimes so I was always known as like everyone would say oh you're so awkward Amelia like you're the awkward one and, and that's how I realized oh am I like okay well I'm going to use that as my like superpower and that's going to be the thing that sets me apart so I would go and ask your friends or whatever your family like what is that special thing about me it might be a bit of an awkward conversation but just do it and they'll love you asking them and you'll learn a bit about yourself and then I would say use that special thing and um, make that your USP and run with that and that's what your content should be about and that's what should um, base be the basis of of um, what you're putting out um, because anything that's like unique to you is gonna um, be a success. A hundred percent. And I feel like if you're most authentic self and you're just yourself, you can't really go wrong. Exactly. But I do think when people say that, it's just really hard. I think sometimes to know like what is my authentic self. Like I don't know. <laughs> like what it, what is it? I don't like who am I? Um, so yeah, that's why I would just do some market research and just ask your mates. Market research it. Yeah, some of the answers might not be nice, but just embrace it. <laughs> exactly embrace it yeah (laughs) oh thank you so much it's been amazing and so interesting to have you on like I've wanted to ask these questions I think I met you like maybe two years ago at an event but like we was out and it was for radio one and I think I yeah for radio one yeah I sadly addressed you as like chicken shop girl and I was like I didn't really know you very well I just wanted to ask you all these questions then but thank you for coming I don't mind when people say that at all (laughs) But yeah, no, it's been amazing to chat to you. I've I've loved meeting you. Hope to see you again, actually, IRL in real life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hope so. Thank you so much. And hopefully this is really going to help some girls just starting out their career and following yeah, your I hope footsteps. So. 
yeah, that would be amazing. And it's all so possible now with, with the internet. Like, you literally can start your own um, idea. And, like, if it wasn't for YouTube, I wouldn't have anything. So, so yeah, it's so possible. Amazing. Thank you. I can't wait for your next date. Oh, my God, same. <laughs> Jack Grealish, hello. Answer, answer my DMs. Okay, amazing, babe. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please rate five stars and leave a review. And be sure to subscribe so you get next week's episode as soon as it lands. And remember, for the best experience, make sure you listen on the Entel app. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.